0: Uh, We'll speak to David Quinn uh, in about 35 minutes' time. But we'll begin with the conflict in Gaza. Israeli troops have encircled Gaza City. They've divided the besieged coastal territory in two, according to the Israel Defence Forces. We'll um, speak about Emily Hand in just a moment. But first of all, Hannah McCarthy, journalist in Israel. Um, It would appear that the ground invasion um, is reaching the point whereby the... Israeli defence forces can launch a proper attack as they see it on al-Hamas in Gaza City, Hannah.
2: Yeah, they've they've said they're poised to enter Gaza City. Uh, obviously, the information coming out will be quite controlled, but uh, the first foreign media were on the ground uh, inside Gaza. Uh, several outlets were allowed to embed uh, with the Israelis. So, you know, we've seen some kind of uh, new footage uh, from the offensive, uh, what's happening at the same time they the Israeli army are incurring uh, casualties about 29 that we know of have uh, soldiers have been killed so far um and you know you know we're we're not um, last night uh you know from the reports that we got uh, mainly from Palestinians who kind of somehow were able to kind of tweet out during the communication blackout last night was uh, one of the heaviest first strikes on Gaza City
0: Uh, We know as well that there is a blackout again, that internet connectivity has been lost. So it's becoming increasingly difficult to find out what's going on in Gaza City.
2: Yeah, so I think what we're seeing is that this is going to be a kind of, you know, a strategy that they have when they're kind of launching a new phase of attack or, you know, um, launching a kind of escalation. And I think part of it is that uh, civilians, um, it's hard to know exactly what the strategy is, but um, certainly... Um, people think it it reduces the ability uh, for civilians to notify, you know, Hamas if there are soldiers around. Because our understanding is that Hamas actually have gone kind of analog with their communications anyway. Uh, that they're you know using alternative communication mechanisms at least within the tunnels.
0: Okay, uh, the, the change in. I suppose, the outlook for Emily Hand, this eight-year-old Irish girl who um, was feared to have been murdered in a kibbutz with members of her family. Now she's thought to be held hostage in Gaza. How has that changed and how have we now come to the conclusion that she could still be alive?
2: Sure. So just for a quick recap for, for listeners, um, the night before the attack, Emily was not staying with her father. She was on a sleepover um, at a friend's house in Kibbutz uh, and again, I visited Kibbutz Berry when I got into Israel, and uh, there's a whole section of that kibbutz that has been, you know, completely destroyed. Uh, Hamas came armed with kind of grenades and rocket launchers, uh, and several of the houses were set on fire. Uh, so Tom Han was not with his, his daughter kind of during the 7th of October. Uh, and my understanding is that the house uh, where kind of Emily was believed to be, you know, was found to be kind of, you know, burnt. You know, there was bodies found there. Uh, and again, it was assumed that Emily was among uh, among those casualties. Uh, I have, you know, talked to people who are involved in the kind of body ident- or the, the identification of the victims process, and they've said that, you know, in particular, identifying child victims has been a very complicated process. Um, and particularly where you know victims have been burnt, uh, it's been very hard. And and again, the general view is that you know. Um, the military who's kind of leading a lot of this identification process has been quite over, overwhelmed. I know at least one other embassy that was informed that someone was dead when, in fact, uh, they they turned out to be alive later on. Um, so there was this document also circulated by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs uh, for a while, which said that there was one Irish citizen uh, killed and one Irish citizen missing. The issue was that this document had also been kind of viewed as having inaccuracies at several several points. Okay. So it was hard to know whether it could be relied on or not.
0: So there's still a lot of confusion, but the hope is that Emily Hand is still alive. Hannah McCarthy, thank you for that. Elon Levy is former media advisor to the president of Israel, Isaac Herzog. Uh, Elon Levy, good morning.
1: Yeah, good morning. I'm also speaking to you today as a, as a government spokesman. I should add.
0: Okay, thank you very much for that. Uh, Just on that point, um, the heritage minister, Amakai Eliyahu, uh, was quoted by the Times of Israel yesterday saying that Palestinians should go to Ireland or the deserts. Not your words, but what does he mean?
1: No, no, these remarks are clearly abhorrent, and as the Prime Minister said, they have absolutely no basis in reality. Uh, The Minister is not in the War Cabinet, not in the Security Cabinet, and the Prime Minister has suspended his participation in the regular government. We reject these uh, ridiculous remarks.
0: I, I appreciate that, and there was swift action, but why would he single Ireland out, do you think?
1: I really can't comment. You should ask him directly. These are abhorrent and rather ridiculous remarks.
0: Okay. Um, With the current situation on the ground, um, what is being done by the IDF to protect the civilians who are left in Gaza City, of which there are many?
1: The IDF has been taking extensive action to protect civilians in Gaza. In fact, I I would say it's gone further than any army in the history of warfare. We've seen a warning three weeks ago for civilians in northern Gaza to evacuate, three weeks, uh, two weeks before the beginning of the ground offensive. Now, that included... 20,000 phone calls that were placed personally by IDF officers calling up residents in Gaza, urging them to move. Four and a half million text messages, six and a half million uh, recorded messages, one and a half million leaflets. In addition to all that, after completing the encirclement of Gaza City, the Israeli army opened two humanitarian corridors to facilitate uh, civilians wanting to evacuate south for their own safety. One of those corridors was attacked by Hamas. Uh, The Israeli soldiers facilitating the humanitarian corridor came under mortar attacks from Hamas. So Israel takes very seriously its responsibility to get civilians Mm -hmm. out of harm's way. On our side as well, by the way, we have, 250,000 internally displaced persons. We've moved away from the border to keep them safe uh, as we continue with our campaign to destroy Hamas but, in response well, what to the is, 7th What is the massacre. intention
0: now? If There, there are still civilians in, in Gaza City. Not everyone has been able to evacuate, despite what you say have been the attempts to allow them to do so. What is your intention now um, in Gaza City? Is it to destroy Hamas at any cost? And that includes further civilian deaths and casualties?
1: The intention now is to completely destroy Hamas under our obligations, under international law, with regards to the protection of civilians. We target Hamas infrastructure, not civilians. The problem is that Hamas has embedded itself so deeply under civilian areas. We've seen, for example, that its main command center is located under the Shifa hospital in Gaza which is, of course, a war crime. It's a war crime to use hospitals as shields for military targets. As Uh, as it would be to attack
0: that hospital if you were to try and destroy the command centre underneath.
1: Under international law, it's a war crime to use hospitals as shields. And when they are used to protect military targets, they lose their protected status. That is the text of the Geneva Conventions. Uh, International law doesn't say that if hospitals are used to shield military targets, that means those military targets are immune. International law says very clearly, uh, first additional protocol of the Geneva Convention's Article 13.1, that hospitals may lose their protective status if enough warning has been given.
0: And just to clarify, does that mean you feel you can attack the al Shifa hospital now?
1: We are going to attack Hamas targets and we're doing everything that we can and everything that is required of us under international law to get civilians out of harm's way. I don't think any army in the history of warfare has made such intense efforts to get civilians out of do you of think it,
0: it will rally people to the Israeli cause if you attack a hospital that contains people who are seriously ill?
1: Israel is not going to attack a hospital. Israel is going to attack the terrorist infrastructure, uh, wherever it is located in the Gaza Strip, that was responsible for the October 7th massacre. And I think Western governments around the world understand that this war has to end with Hamas destroyed. This war okay. cannot end with Hamas free to, conu- to, to conduct another October 7th massacre and to feel emboldened to do that again.
0: Eline Levy, a uh, spokesperson for the Israeli Government. Thank you very much for joining us on News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with air. Weekday mornings at seven on News Talk.